if you've ever just planned a screening or gotten people, a group of people to go to something, it is really hard. Like you can put all the millions of posts on Facebook and people still won't show up. Like <clears throat> it is so hard to get people off their couches to go do something, you know? Yeah. And, and it takes a lot of time, hence mm-hmm. money and effort to do that. So that is what distributors are up against. And so it is a lot more economical for them to market something that they have proven how to market or they figured out how to market. And I'm saying this because my film is a thriller, fantasy, adventure, LGBTQIA and diversity in front of the screen, you know, black first black mermaid film. And that is freaking scary to distributors. Like, they don't know what to do with that. We are the Get Realisons Podcast. I am Adam Chase Reddy. And I am Christine Chen. And surprise, we're both filmmakers. We get into it by sharing secrets, advice, and gossip in filmmaking. And we even get our other filmmaking friends to share theirs too. So please, everybody, join us for an, an ode, ode to, to filmmaking. <laughs> In this season, we get into Christine's feature-length thriller fantasy, Ursula. A small idea that made a killer swap mermaid a reality. Ladies and gentlemen, okay. welcome to another episode of the Get Realists Podcast, episode 92. 92 episodes of this glorious podcast <laughs> brought to you live by me, still the living Adam Chase Rennie. And I guess also me, Christine Chen. We're here, yes, ladies and gentlemen, uh, representing are. the Moth the Flame Fair. Yes. Um, hey, look at us repping the T-shirts. Yeah. And t-shirt I got, rep, rep, I got rep. that cool swagger on it, too. This button up. Fuck yeah, dude. It looks good. I always like your little fl- flower button-ups and stuff they always look good i have a lot of flowery button-ups yeah for sure. and flowery hats they all um, yeah i love them yeah. yeah they look good they look good my whole entire high school life was just like only black clothing black hats black and flowers everything <laughs> no 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 i never wore any printed anything like that like it was mostly like skateboarding like gear like enjoy yeah. and volcom and like all those brands yeah. At least, you know, when it well, was popular at the time, it was yeah. all black and white, though. And they costed Wait, like $20 per t shirt. Didn't you live in, weren't you from Hawaii? Isn't that like a thing that you wear flowery shirts? Mm, well, yeah, but, but I'm not like, I, I was, I was, I was technically born in, um, in my, my family's from Hawaii, but I was actually gotcha. born in, uh, Pleasanton, but uh, in California. But I've always worn, I've, go to my main family all the time and i've always worn flowery shirts but only there i never oh. wore it outside of here because i was just always embarrassed i was like i didn't want to wear oh no no anything. you shouldn't be shouldn't be you well, look no that was high that. school now i don't give a shit now yeah. it's like make fun of me make fun of my hair i don't care just like <laughs> do do what you want i i do not care my my hair is just fucking like it's it's wild i'm not gonna lie i gotta get a haircut but you know i just can't wear a hat right now it's just it's too hot it's too hot. So I know, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, it is it is what it is. Texas. It's yes. free podcast. What do you want from me? <laughs> um, you were telling us a story. Or uh, you're yes. about to tell us a story. Yes, I was going to tell a story of the time I was in Seattle. How much I loved it. But the story was I got to rent a Fiat in Seattle. And oh, my God. 
My Dude, sister has I, a Fiat. That's I awesome. loved the Fiat. So yeah. it is amazing for parking in little tiny ass spaces. And oh, yeah. um, there was this tiny, t- I took so many photos of how amazing my, my uh, parking skills were because this wouldn't happen with my CRV. But I pulled, I was like, I'm pretty sure I can fit in this tiny ass space. And I pulled in and of course it's like, I'm still like, you know, it's, it's not your car. So you're like, okay, maybe I need to like calm down. And then somebody walking yeah. down the street, just a random stranger is like, hey, you need a spot? I was like, yeah, dude. And he like spots me in and I parked right next to a bar, right? And there's this outside patio and they are all watching this happen. The moment the car gets in the entire bar, like cheers, like, yeah. Really? Yeah. Jesus Christ. It was great. They were like, yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a whole thing. And then I was like, Thank you guys. Thank you. And and I went around the corner to, I was going there to go eat around the corner, but it was going to be like a two hour wait. So I came back to the bar and then like made friends with all the bar people that were cheering me on for my amazing parking skills. Yeah. But it was, uh, and what was cool was I, when I made the friends, I was sitting between two people that had um, mermaid tats. So then I was able to. Really? That's awesome. Yeah. Super random. Yeah. One was a fisherman. So uh, who was I can't remember his name anymore and the other gal uh, and I was of course like hey you need to watch Ursley but um, always the perpetual salesperson yeah <laughs> I have to be I have to be I, I'm on this I'm now um, I'm now dating openly you yes. are oh wow yes I'm trying Congratulations. I'm, I'm trying I'm trying you and, have to uh, you have to put I've yourself out there I've discovered um, the beauty of dating is now I have a new pool of people that I can talk to about. Or it's like, <laughs> so sad. That's right. That's right. Are they, uh, are, are they industry people? Um, one has been, but uh, okay. I am not like putting a filter on being like only. Gotcha. People. Um, and so maybe my luck will be better if it's not actors all the time. So. Yeah. No offense, <laughs> it doesn't necessarily have to be actors but yeah no i do i do i do understand what you're saying yeah all my actor buddies you y'all are you guys are all yeah fucked. y'all y'all are, are <laughs> a different are breed fucked up. yeah <laughs> in a good way in a very good helpless, way helpless and well we all are i mean come can't, on can't make commitments of any sort <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's fine i love you all <laughs> Can't make plans. I've had this conversation yesterday. I had had the same conversation with another that uh Layla, she she's here uh as well. Um for the Ursula premiere. Uh sorry, I guess well it is a premiere in uh, Dallas. So um yeah. all you Dallas folks, please come and watch it tonight. And it's you guys can all make it, I know, because it's at 10 p.m. I mean, it's the last screening. Oh, yeah, it's late. So it's 12 hours from now, almost yeah, 10, 10 yeah. p.m. So it's our clo- it's the closing night film. And uh, I'm hoping to see some nice, cool faces and, and stuff. But yeah, no, uh, it's at the Angelica Film Center in the Mockingbird area. I guess that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, our lead actress, Layla, who plays Ursley, will also be there. And yeah, her and... Uh, I watched a very nice movie yesterday called Dealing with Dad. 
um, directed by Tom Huang, I think is his last name. And I was talking to one of the lead actors and give me a sec, I can pull up. I'll know what, I, his first name is Hayden, but I can't remember his last name. Hmm. Uh, but we were basically saying like, oh yeah, like all, all actors are pretty fucked up. <laughs> and then I gave him my theory, which will probably get me in trouble on here um, of how dating an actor is like, should I should I say it or like? Uh, I, listen, this is a free podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, so so podcast. this is this is this is who we are. This okay. is how this is how natural we we just uh-huh. we bring it and stuff. So if we want to talk shit, we talk okay, shit. I would totally talk shit. So I so. said, dating an actor is like dating a stripper. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but not. <laughs> well it's because well, like, they're all trying to like get people to like you and that's all you care about and so you, you don't even know if you like the other person i think for the most part and so you're just like always trying yeah to, you know it's like it, you're always trying to sell yourself and right the only difference is strippers actually make money ha 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 <laughs> damn yeah <laughs> i have also have actor buddies so um, they know I'm just uh, yeah. We love see, we love our actor see, friends. See, Peace Karen. and love, everybody. See? Come on. Yeah, I'm not wrong. You guys have y'all have a lot. Of You're bad not things. wrong. You guys are all messed up. Mentally. We love we love <laughs> our actors. We we love yeah. our actors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all it's all fun and games, but I know I do see your point though. I I, yeah. I do I do 100 see your point. I I too have dated an actor, and uh, I've sort of drawn a little bit of connection. I mean, like it was only like four or five dates but you know she was cool like i i i dug her but she was definitely like in the beat of her own drum if you know what i mean like she was very much just like yeah and i gotta you know which is great like you know you gotta live your life and shit like that but they now i can say this because i i i have many friends who are actors and i say this with us lots of love (laughs) yes no for sure for sure i mean there's a reason i end up randomly dating I was almost a stripper once, so <laughs> Terry says I was almost a stripper once, so it goes on the same lines. Yeah, no, I and, Terry, you got to do what you got to do. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, and I've, yeah, I've dated some actors, so I have the right to say this. <laughs> right? Yeah, you guys yeah. are just all effing charming, and but it's but yeah, but it's yeah. for a reason, or you don't know if it's for a reason or not. And sometimes I don't think you you just I think you guys so so used to having to be so charming that's now completely natural whether you really mean it or not you know mm-hmm. so and no people can't decipher it and you guys have shit ton of baggage yeah so but it's all good i mean like it's hard being an actor is hard um because you have to emote and um actually i Layla and so the talent that we were i was hanging out with his name is hayden senzo zeto or seto he's canadian but he's been in like arrest development and some bigger things um and we were chatting about how hey actually actors are probably the least most the least fucked up they may seem most fucked up because um they have to air their baggage and their baggage becomes 
their inspiration. So they're very aware, self-aware of their baggage and go to therapy and all this stuff. So that makes them even yeah. more healthier than yeah. people. Because the reason why well, right. they seem crazy yeah. is because they actually are aware and it's out in the right. world and normal people just stuff it down until it and and it be, it becomes a different but that's inherently problem. healthy unhealthy yeah, too yeah yeah instead mm-hmm. they shoot up schools you know like different <laughs> <laughs> i know christina's today is on a roll of being offensive <laughs> I'm like, I don't give a flip. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) it's true. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. People need therapy. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) And that is. Listen. Those normal people, they're also scary. <laughs> you suppress all that shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Christine. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But it's dark. It's I know I'm going awesome. dark today. No, pre-podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We're going dark. Adam has crazy fucking hair, and Christine's going dark. Let's dark. fucking go. Um, and we go off the rails here, and that's that's totally fine. Uh, I'm still I'm still waking up, you know. Don't this worry, is I was great. I was, I, we were up till um, I think three at the. So we were up till three because we mm. made an impromptu impromptu trip to IHOP at night to get. Oh fuck yeah! yeah. What what's Which your gross, hit me with your no, order? What did you order? There? IHOP was not gross, but it was gross that we went to IHOP at that late having what eaten Terry Blacks like slam some barbecue like who cares we were fat fat kids we were just fat kids i got a story for you about i i got a i got a great fat kid story for you okay okay. um but what is your order what is your ihop order go ahead look at my leftovers which are right here don't show it to the camera because leftovers are fucking nasty but you know let's (laughs) let's 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 talk about this where what is it so let's let's see that's true Okay. okay there's some um Okay, so you just got some flappies. Okay. Well, that was my size. And then oh. you can't really tell from the bottom, but it's um like, a, I guess, kind of a steak omelet would be kind of what it would Okay. Okay. Yeah, not bad. Steak it's omelet. Healthy. It's protein. Yeah. The, the um pancakes are not healthy, but those came as a side. I didn't have a choice. Well, I actually. Christine, the steak omelet isn't healthy either. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes it is what do you mean it's cooked on a vat of grease yeah, i mean probably, l- come I on l- let's let's yeah. all be real here but <laughs> they are fucking delicious they're great hangover food they're great i mean you know waffle house too for sure uh shout out to the waffle house for sure but um ihop is especially known for them late night munchies too as a stoner myself when you're coming in at like 1 2 a.m you're just like god damn what's open and then you see IHOP with them golden blue arches, <laughs> just fucking see it in the in the distance. It's 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 magical. Terry's so yes, I I cheesecake pancakes apparently are really good. I, I I'm sorry, what cheesecake uh-huh. pancakes? <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> Wait, no, is that real? Out of, 
I'm serious. I, I don't know, Terry. Are, are you for real? So is there really the? New oh wait, York the New York cheesecake pancakes, pancakes for the win. Oh shit, is that real? Oh my god. Oh shit. That is insane, Terry. You just I never Adam's inner fat kid. <laughs> that's just like oh so yeah. Let me tell you, it, it's what I get. That's I mean, God bless you and take care, Terry. Peace and love. We love you. We love Terry. Um, so my fat kid story. Okay. What me and my buddy. Shout out to Chris, my buddy in high school. We used to uh, hit up whenever we get like, I don't know, like a payday or like like an extra check or like maybe one of us is going to owe each other a bill or something. Have you ever seen the show, Louie? Yes, but not okay. like fully. Okay, so there's one episode in Louie where, uh, and we've done this even before the show really existed but there's a name to it we never really had a name but there's a name to it in uh louie and it's called bang bang and what it is is that oh, you i know a bang bang you hit up one oh, restaurant you get yes. a full course you oh, get that's you where it came from that's where I it came from. from the movie that, that from the I've show done, i've done bang bangs multiple times i've done let me tell you something. I've done a bang bang where I hit, we hit up Taco Bell and we just split a taco 12 pack. We got a few chalupas. We got, we got, you know, all the, all the Crunchwrap Supreme fixings of you name it. And then literally, just literally right afterwards, we went to Red Lobster and we had like, there was a, I don't, I don't remember what the, the special was, but it was like an enormous amount of like plates of food. That so they set the rules for a bang bang. Like, does it have to be within like five minutes after you finish your first meal to go to the next meal? It's got to be at. I always say it, it's got to be at least within an hour. Like, if you if you do it within the hour, that okay. hour when you finish, yeah. then you so have mine, a full hour to get a bang bang because I finished dinner at like eight and then we went at like one a.m. That's not a bang. Okay. Like, actually, I no. that would be that would be a legitimate like. Oh, I went for a yet another meal. Ex no, no, no. I just call it a follow up meal. It's a. Follow it's just a follow up meal. It's just, you got a follow up. That's all you got, you know. But and IHOP is the least of the of the echelon of follow up meals. You know what I'm saying? So, love bang bangs, especially, and I've done bang bangs. So, in Seattle. And in LA, bet you can't do it right now, Christine. We we could do a podcast for just okay, a whole bang. episode for Bang Bang, dude. Oh yeah, that would be nuts. That would be fun, actually. It would be really fun. Um, I would be done with that. <laughs> so, um, uh, don't tempt me. But uh, in LA and in uh, Seattle, I guess it's a big thing in East Coast too. They have these places that are like, I guess you would call them markets. And in the markets, oh yeah, millions of stalls, food stalls, but they're all like different restaurants. That's the best to do bang bangs. So oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's walking yeah. distance. You yeah, just I you know did a, did a bang bang like on was it Thursday or Friday? I can't remember. With my really good friend, we were at this like place like that, like a, I would call it a palace, food palace. But um, yes, oh, hello. Um, but uh, in Anaheim. And we went from uh, some curry noodles straight to some oh. goat cheese grilled cheese sandwich, straight to like some other dessert or something. It was like nuts. We were God like, damn. Right. 
that is nuts. That's the waste, best way to be a vaping. Uh, yeah. I mean, and by the way, it's not like we do this every day, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, we're not we're not true fatties. We're not we're not doing this every <laughs> single day. However, uh, yeah, there's an occasion where sometimes you know you luck do a just bang. strikes. You just gotta do a bang bang. We just have to do a bang bang, and it is what it is. Sometimes because we love food that much as a as a fat kid, a former love fat food. kid. I it was it was food was everything to me. It was the only thing I had, you know, Uh, next to like, you know, of course, like movies, comic books, video games, all that shit. But food, you need food to survive. And boy, howdy, I made sure that I I was I was properly fed. Surviving. (laughs) Surviving. Yeah, exactly. Not surviving, thriving. Um, Only thriving, dude. Um, so you're excited for uh the Ursley screen. I'm excited for you for for the Ursley screen. Yeah, uh, it's at the Angelica, tonight. which is really cool. Um, Angelica is like such a well known brand yeah. for independent films. Um, I remember like in Houston being like oh, Angelica, you know, and and so it's neat to be able to screen at an Angelica theater, which is cool. Um, and. Yeah, we're the closing night at 10 p.m. And uh, I think what's been great is this is the Asian Film Festival in Dallas. Uh, we were invited to to screen here for part of the Women's Showcase. Uh, they have other programming as well, but we are specifically uh, representing both women and also representing representation. So uh, I'm like, wow, I've, this is the most Asian filmmakers in one place that I've ever seen. <laughs> Plus actors, yeah. So uh, I think, yes, like I said, I was uh, yesterday I watched a uh, feature film called Dealing with Dad. And man, just I think what's beautiful about films that have representation is that you get, you get to see films that actually represent like what you've gone through. And, and, and you don't, I think I've been watching 37 years of, you know, films that don't do that that I'm so unaware that I'm missing it. You know, I'm, I'm so used to watching your typical stories and stuff and there's nothing wrong with that. But like when you actually get to watch something that's like, what, what wait, what? Wow, this is so similar to my childhood, you know? Mm-hmm. Or like, oh, I, I know what that's like or it's a completely different experience. And um, in dealing with dad, uh, this three siblings come home to try to, get their dad to become self-aware that their dad is dealing with depression, even though the dad is like not wanting to own up to it or accept it, which uh, if you aren't aware uh, in this, I mean, I'm sure a lot of cultures deal with this, but especially in the Asian community, I think talking about feelings and mental health, is not really a thing at all. Like it doesn't exist basically because you don't have any feelings. Um, Like, you know, growing up, that was kind of the thing like, oh, you, you, you don't have feelings like we don't talk about feelings, you know. <clears throat> right. And so seeing that um, and I think the biggest thing was seeing the dynamic between uh, the dad and the, the daughter relationship. Um, so mm. being like, wow, like in this film specifically, like the 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 they talk about how the daughter doesn't have a good relationship with the dad because like the dad was so hard on the daughter and that's a cultural thing and Mm -hmm. and i'm like 
I get it, you know? And yeah. It, it was just like, even in like everything, everywhere, all at once, it was the same thing. Like just that generational trauma and like seeing that up on screen, you don't get to see that much. Excuse- <coughs> but yeah <laughs> especially in a representation like that it's that's a yeah sorry i choked yeah, you're good <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's good shouldn't eat ihop while you're doing leftover ihop while you're doing your podcast <laughs> it's there's nothing wrong with it um i'm glad you're alive though but i uh, uh yeah i think i think that that sort of like it, it can it can i mean of course like everybody can understand like their own parents and their you know their struggle of like trying to you know fulfill their expectations while trying right. to be like this person who ultimately like you know i don't know like you just you become broken just by proxy of of trying to just like be be within the family and just like like understand that like your wishes are not the same wishes as your parents you right, know right um yeah and that that i'm sure can hit home pretty close to you I, yeah uh, yeah um, totally bawling and everything i was just like oh my uh, god but it's just um i don't know just it's refreshing to be able to see content that <clears throat> reflects your childhood and reflects the unique situations that you deal with in your culture. So that's what yeah. the film festival has, has been amazing about. And you know, what's interesting is that like when I was starting off as a filmmaker, I think I had this big guttural, like, Hey, I don't have to make Asian films or like, I don't want to just make it. And it's, I still feel that way, but but I am coming to appreciate more and more what it means to make films that have Asian, um, that represent our, my culture, you know, and why that is such a big deal. Um, yes, the Asian father-daughter relationship is tough, though. <clears throat> extremely. Um, and I, I'm realizing, like, why there needs to be more content like that, and that, mm-hmm. yes, Though I'm not, I shouldn't have to be pigeonholed to make content like that. No Asian filmmaker should be. But we are the only ones that have that actual real life experience Mm -hmm. that would allow us to tell authentic stories. Right. So, So because of that reason, it makes sense that we should talk about it because it isn't represented on screen very much. So it's been amazing these past few years seeing um, so much more Asian content out there uh, in more mainstream media, which again, I like to talk about mainstream media and how uh, it takes filmmakers stepping out to tell these non-mainstream you know, topics to make it mainstream. And, and I mean, part of the thing with Ursley that was such a, you know, that I talk about a lot is that like, not just, and not to call, I, and I understand, and I'm not saying any of this stuff to be like, oh, distributors stuck, you know, type thing. Like, hey, we need distributors. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I, it is a business, 
Right. And I understand that a lot of work goes into marketing films and making them available and getting the public to, man, if, if you want to, if you've ever just planned a screening or gotten people, a group of people to go to something, it is really hard. Like you can put all the millions of posts on Facebook and people still won't show up. Like <clears throat> it is so hard to get people off their couches to go do something, you know? Yeah. And, and it takes a lot of time hence money and effort to do that so that is what distributors are up against and so it is a lot more economical for them to market something that they have proven how to market or they figured out how to market and usually Mm -hmm. it's stuff that is um that is very absolute and specific so it knows exactly what it is for example that you look at something like Halloween, you're like, that is a horror film. Yeah. You don't go, well, I think it, I think it's a horror film with mixed in with like some, you know, fantasy or something. Like, sure. It's very obvious. And and there is a literal way and a through many, many years of marketing of how you market a horror film, right? Or a rom com, you know, there is a specific way that's proven to to market a rom-com and i'm saying this because my film is a thriller fantasy adventure lgbtqia and diversity in front of the screen you know black first black mermaid film and that is freaking scary to distributors like they don't know what to do with that you know because <clears throat> Yeah, Which is crazy because you think it markets for itself. Sure. And you and, know? And, and and so just by know, that alone. I, I get distributors telling me, like, hey, you need to make if you want to be successful in this industry, you need to make stuff that's more mainstream. And my argument it has always been like the reason certain things are mainstream is because someone made them mainstream. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So if people are so scared of not make creating content that isn't mainstream there would never be <clears throat> new stories there would never be <clears throat> change in the industry yeah it would just be you the know? same shit every year shit all the time and then people would complain why is it all the same shit all the time right why is netflix is film? all the same shit yeah. yeah why is this a remake of this film but with a you know person of color you know a non-white person you know like but because that's because it's easy because it just has a built-in audience. It's a built-in audience. Yeah. You know, it's, it's yeah. It's already hard marketing an easy film, you know? So so that's why they do that, you know? So and I'm saying all this because it's like it's neat to be able to be at a festival like the Asian Film Festival and see content that is not mainstream and yeah, and hope that with more content like that available and people actually going to watch it mm-hmm. that it will push it into mainstream media i mean asian in films have literally in the last few years seen a, a surge you know yeah. oh thanks virgil thank you i appreciate it he's talking about i had a red jumpsuit and apparently it was yeah like, you had it on okay, instagram though. right <laughs> yes it's <laughs> yeah, awesome i think people are always surprised when i clean up nicely 
Um, oh just, no, you look great. You you you. I choose, look, just you on awesome. set, I, I on set I'm like sweaty and not in the best disposition because I'm stressed. Yeah. <laughs> so I. But I, yeah, no, you 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 can look the part. You can dress the part. Hundred yeah. percent. You show up. <laughs> I show um, up. Uh, yeah, but to 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 go back to Asian representation yeah. in cinema, um, I feel like yeah, like. You're right. It is getting better. But yeah, in the last, it, I mean, but, like, what was it? It would say, so they said, the, the reason why Crazy Rich Asians was such a thing was because that was 10 years after Joy Love Club. Right, all right. Passed, right? So, right. So then, like, that made a lot of money. And so then, like, distributors were like, well, shit, like, that made a lot of money. Therefore, that's a proven market. And then, yeah, there's became an Asian Marvel, you know, because right. now, people are like oh well and, and, and so to be funny. fair shang chi was always a marvel character like even back in the 70s yeah but like but in a cinematic representation yeah. Yeah. yeah now it is which is crazy wow. yeah, yeah i know it's it's crazy and it's funny it's like it seems so obvious you're like guys like the majority of the population in the world are asian <laughs> yeah that it, there should be more content there but it's not that's also not fair because it's like yeah but hollywood is <laughs> you know like even in asia it's like not not necessarily asian people want to watch asian people either like they all also want to watch like hollywood you would so. you would think that like people like distributors are also at maybe one time or maybe not at all but have an appreciation for filmmakers you know instead of right. just like hey i only want to invest in stories that is just going to make me money so how about you participate in something that's more mainstream you would think you would think that the problem is this is even though i know we're here to tell a good story like right. you're there to invest on a good story right you, and you now the only that. good stories out there are like people with like their names attached to it, like Tarantino's or, well, that, or Scorsese's or any of that shit. And there is again another reason for it. It's because this is just human nature. We like, we do not like risk as yeah. most people do not like risk. And it is a risk going to spend, I don't know, average movie ticket right now is like fourteen and fifteen dollars. Okay, it's so expensive. Yeah, fourteen fifteen dollars, and then like mm -hmm. then you buy the popcorn. So let's say you're spending like thirty bucks at the theater, right? Sure. I spending that thirty dollars. Do I rather want to have a guarantee where I know that Tom Cruise in a film is probably going to be a pretty decent film, or do I go watch this? independent film that has nobody i recognize that could who knows it's the wild wild west you know so i understand why it's why distributors are like you have to have like a name talent you know yes we're conditioned for survival and access yes so to, and fear fear for the unknown we are we are literally conditioned to fear the unknown so it is a so the person who there it takes a certain someone to be able to go to a film festival or mm -hmm. go to a theater and be like, I'm gonna take a risk on that independent film and watch it. Right. right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, I'm guilty of that, you know. 
uh, uh, flipping through the Netflix or Hulu, whatever queue mm-hmm. and be like, who's in that? Oh, sweet. Look, the rock is in it. Like, I want to watch that, you know, like just, that's just how our brains are wired. And so, so it perpetuates this problem or it's not a problem. It perpetuates yeah. this, this, um, uh, what would you call a pattern of, oh, right. I see want. what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. People, distributors are like you can only sell your film if you have a this these this list of tiny ass a-list actors um Mm -hmm. because demand people always watch these type of films with these people you know and then like it keeps being a proven thing so then like films keep doing that right so it takes you know that outlier you know that one indie in the independent film that like does really well and distributors are like oh shit let's copy that and that's it's not even like let's support independent films in general it's let's copy that particular independent film that because right. that model somehow works and then you get weird yeah. sequels that weren't supposed to be that way you yeah know? <laughs> yeah that nobody asked for yeah. yeah that nobody asked for because that's how business is we it's there's so much risk monetary time you know resources that go into making a film and promoting and marketing a film that you want to re you know yeah. be able to make the money back for investors and whatnot and you want to hit a home run and it there are factors that make it more common that certain films are home runs right and that's just how yeah it goes. that's just how it goes and that's why you end up with a bunch of the same kinds of films because they have a guaranteed right. built-in audience so which is crazy to think that like big distributors like i'm talking universal warner like those people how many movies have they pumped out and i mean this with peace and love everybody if you're a huge mar or a warner brothers fan whatever i i'm sorry but there's been a shit ton of stinkers that come out and you'd be surprised how many times movies like that get made while undermining all the other original fucking rad shit that's happening underneath the whole, you know, cinema wow. iceberg, if you will. Um, you you're not engaging with that, but you're yeah. engaging with the shittiest content that's right in front of you right there. Right. Because they have marketing budgets to put that shitty content in front of you. You but know. then wouldn't that same logic apply to those distributors then? Well, that's the thing. They 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 are following a a plan that they've been able to perfect with the many years of the same kind of shitty content they've put out. So at least they know what to expect, right? Right. Like going through this process, like even with Ursley, they've had they market it like a horror film even though i don't i don't i don't really think i ursley has horror com- components but it is not yeah. a horror film in my opinion but yeah that's how they've marketed it because right. that's the way and there is an actual process for that you know you before you free knowledge guys before they before the film comes out um they get 
a horror type blog of some sort to they give an exclusive for the release of the assets which is the trailer and the um the poster and then like then a certain week after that you're supposed to then follow up with the interviews and then like the film releases like there's like a legit like built-in process that you're supposed to do with certain kinds of films i don't know what it, it what the the plan is for like rom-coms or whatever but like but they have like specific podcasts that they go to they have mm-hmm. specific you know tailored because they know that that audience that watches or reads or whatever these media outlets will go see a film like this if marketed a certain way you know and so that's the problem is that that marketing is also like throwing spaghetti at a wall you just don't know what clicks for people right and so like when you get not knowing how it makes people tick or click and then a film that you're like i don't know what this film is and then no known actors and t- touching on topics that are not mainstream like lgbtq stuff diversity and whatever like it becomes mm-hmm. like a like i don't want to touch that film you know like oh stay away like i don't know what to do with you type thing right because to distributors and investors and stuff it means nobody knows because nobody knows how to market sell this film it means no money back right right. and not only is it no money back it's negative money because you gotta sink in a lot of resources to even market anything right Right. So it's a net loss for them. It's a net loss. It's a guaranteed net loss. So it's hard to be like, hey, guys, I made an indie film that could be a guaranteed net loss. Would you like it? You know, right. It's 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 a little hard to it's like selling shit. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, Right. No, I I totally understand with that. And you're right, though. Everything's kind of spaghetti to a wall. Nothing will ever stick except for maybe that one little thing. And then it's like a spark that. But that's like what's crazy, though, because I I just finished Euphoria. okay, uh, the show Euphoria and amazing show. Fantastic. I think. What they've done with that show is fucking beautiful. It is actually like a gorgeously shot. I saw story is engaging and fulfilling. Uh, It gets a little rocky in certain episodes. Like you you sort of don't know where it's going a little bit kind of with the end too. Mm -hmm. But I put that all that shit to the side because it is visually stunning. And this is a series, mind you. And it's crazy how cinematically it's shot. Yet there's no way 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago that euphoria would work. Yeah. Which is nuts to me, but nowadays, like like shows like Euphoria do work because there is an audience for it. So that's why, like, I always get I always get peeved when people are just like, "Yeah, it's just like you know, it's hard to market you know stories like this." I'm like, "Bitch, there's been lots of stories with this shit all the time, including international films too. Wow. There's a shit ton of old '80s." like uh french new wave experimental films that touch on subjects like this you know and there's lots of content out there just just by that alone however 
it's different in Europe because Europe, they just, they will throw money at anything. They'll throw money at, you know, pornography, even, you know, they, they just, you know, they're, they're into everything, which God bless them. I love that, but that's not how the American system works. And partially too, because like a lot of, you know, people are trying to get their shit out there. I'd imagine, but it's crazy though. Like, because you see people who are like, Oh no, we're hungry for stories like that. Like stories like Ursula. But then you get the other side of the coin where the people, the higher ups, the executives are just like, yeah, it's just not the mainstream thing now. And it's just Mm -hmm. like, but that doesn't make everyone's contradicting each other. What are you talking about? You know? Yeah. And so that's why it's felt. That's where film festivals serve their purpose is that they group together films that distributors (laughs) have no clue what they want to do with and and they yeah. have a built-in audience because it's a certain film festival with a certain you know and and people go and watch independent films and yeah find what they like and they build audience space of that and there's a there's a way to prove like oh you know if it's but then you run into another problem which is like oh oh unless it's a Sundance or South by Southwest or you know these top then then that means that you can that particular independent film can sell you know so it it, it all and that's boils like down. catching lightning in a bottle sundance and all that yeah. shit yeah so it, it, what it comes down to it, it boils down to the audience it, yeah and so word of mouth yeah word of mouth and everything that's why i have accrued this mileage that uh, marie mainly has mentioned oh hi um um so where it's like I have gone to go see the audiences and everything and meet people and, and everything because audience is what's going to make a difference, right? The audience is who yeah. is going to go and, and it takes, like I said, it takes, a spe- it takes a special audience to be able to take a risk on your independent, nobody in the star, top A-list, whatever, no mm-hmm. yeah, film, right? right? And so for that, I appreciate all of the, especially the Merfolk community who will come out to to, to see um, Ursley, but I just everybody who's come and showed up and um, supported because only you guys can make stuff like this mainstream, right? Because only I can make a marketing stat sheet and be like, well, distributor investors, look, I know it's a LGBTQIA Black Mermaid film, but According to these statistics, you know, the, 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 the number of people that showed up to this theater was this amount. And then the number of people who are showed mm-hmm. up and then I can show like, Hey, people showed up, you know, the data is there. Yeah. Yeah. The data is there. And, 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 and that's what they need, you know, to, to be like, okay, For well, sure. you know, yeah. so, so what's the conclusion? The conclusion is go watch go support independent films. If you want the content that's on screen to change or to reflect the world a bit better and stuff, you have to go and watch these obscure films that are the only reason you don't know about is because they don't have marketing budgets to tell you about them because it is very, very expensive to get the word out, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I can't, I'm like dry, driving down the streets of LA and I'm like seeing all these billboards for like everything. And then I'm competing with that, you know, I'm competing with people with, with projects that do have 
marketing money that can buy 10 billboards on Sunset Boulevard and and digital, you know, social media, everything everywhere and stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. what I'm, that's what we are competing with. And the only thing that I can do is show up and go to these festivals and talk about the film and meet the audience and mm-hmm. and hope yeah. that that's enough of to make a difference for people to care you know to tell other people so <clears throat> so yeah um so support independent films come to you know festivals like the asian film festival of dallas come see our ursley film at 10 p.m tell your friends tell spread the word you know suggest a film sure if your friend is like but you know so no there's nobody i know it's in it but that's tom cruise wasn't somebody all the time right some of these big 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 stars were not somebody's once too and somebody took a chance on watching them and they were amazing and now they're now there's somebody and that's just how it goes so it's just but it takes people to believe in you you know to make it so yeah it does and you we this is for the love of storytelling too and yeah. the fact that film is probably one of in my humble opinion arguably my opinion um that it's one of the best mediums of storytelling truly because you got the visual, you got the audio, you got you got all you got both of those worlds, you know, meshing together and creating something that's fucking yours ultimately. Yeah. You know, and that's um that that's why like I always get confused whenever and there's nothing against people who are just like I'm just not into movies, like I can't sit for longer than 30 minutes, like that's I just totally I've not yeah. Well, that's the problem though you probably are that's my that's my argument you probably are you just haven't found the right movie for you Mm. you just have not found the right movie for you that's it but because you're on netflix and you're like oh i hate tom cruise oh i hate chris pratt oh i hate all this shit i don't want to you know it's like then how about you move away from that (laughs) move away from that and go explore other shit that all you need to do what i love doing is going on reddit and seeing like so many people like on the film subreddit, like, have you guys seen this movie came out in like the sixties? It's like a French film and it's like a zombie that takes over the world or some mm-hmm. shit like that. You know, it's just like, yeah, that's, that's what, that's what community is, is built on. It is, is that is the experience of, Oh, I just found a movie that, you know, whether or not it's American or whatever, you found it and it's yours. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to say that Top Gun Maverick is my film, right? Because it's a it's, good film though. It's it, a fantastic it film. It, it I loved it. Well done. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I, and I'm a huge Top Gun fan and shit like that. But the, the problem is, is that like when you watch a film like that, everybody will have that same experience. Well, maybe not the same, but similar experiences. However, when you discover a film that, or not even just discover, just find a film that is just sort of like just comes out of nowhere. It's like finding a great treasure book. hunting. Go treasure hunting. It's like finding a great book. You know, it's like finding a great piece of music. And you're just like, 
how is it that nobody have seen this or nobody has heard this? Like this is this is nuts. I have to tell this to the fucking world and shit. Yeah, you know, and that's that's the beauty of film. So whenever somebody wants to tell me they're just like, oh, there's just no good films out there, or I just hate films, I just hate movies. It's like you know, no, they are out there. You're not looking hard enough, and there's always going to be a film for you, always, no matter what. And you'd yep. be surprised too, because sometimes you'll find something that's like from the sixties or seventies that you can somehow relate to mm-hmm. or whatever. And then you're just like, Oh fuck. How come stories? Yeah, yeah. It's stories. It's human experience. And there is, it's the human experience. Yes. From so many different types of people. And, and that's, what's cool is that you should be asking, why isn't this mainstream media instead of saying, yeah. Like, oh, you know, like, we should be making why why isn't it? You know, why and marketing it? is probably the biggest yeah. the biggest culprit. It's marketing. It's marketing. You know. Yeah. It's like alcohol. Like why I mean, yes, certain things there's a reason why it's top shelf, but there are certain things that are top shelf and maybe the middle shelf, and you put them side by side, do a blind t- t- taste test, and they both are great. What t- what stands apart from one or the other in the price is the price tag and the marketing. So no, you gotta go and do the taste test yourself and discover it for yourself, basically. So yeah, and yeah. it is it is a hefty res- like commitment of time and money to just fork over fifteen dollars for a, a movie yeah. ticket. It is, yeah, it truly is. Uh, this is a good question. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, so asks, if not marketed as a horror film, what would you have marketed it as? Oh, for Ursley? Yeah. yeah. So I feel like a maybe like an adventure film like however goonies was i don't know how goonies was i i call it action and well yeah i call it adventure yeah adventure action yeah, yeah action adventure, adventure. yeah because I, I think like horror gives it people assume if it's horror that's like super well scary. because the first thing i think of when i think of horror is jump scares that's yeah, the first thing scares. i think of is jump scares I gore or i think of gore too and thriller, yeah thriller yeah thri- thriller right yeah yeah yeah, I would I would think gore and like whenever I think and maybe maybe it's like yeah, definitely suspense for sure. Yeah. I just think like horror is just maybe horror is just super broad now, but like I just whenever I think of horror, I'm like, oh, gore, you know. So yeah, adventure fantasy for sure. That's what we've been trying to push and like this is an adventure fan- fantasy thriller film. Cause when people yeah. f- he see horror, I think especially like people like me who don't like gore and stuff um and i love it and give it to like, me it immediately like puts me off and i'm like oh, i don't yeah. watch that it's like probably out of gore and stuff and, I'm, and when it's not you know so that's why i'm like i don't know if i would have marketed it as horror so yeah like, these are these are great so, yeah thriller adventure fantasy because horror. like i i I don't know. Like, I kind of like to think of it as like, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a better, like more kind of adventurous version of Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, yes, but not it that is. though, but, but it's murder, not that yeah. it's, it's way, it transcends that into a, into a further, further beyond in my sure. humble opinion. I but I do, I, I, I do understand though, that like nowadays people have, a huge broad spectrum of what horror really is. Uh, Mermaid Mally says a bit of multi multiple 
genre all come together to make this awesome film. Yes, hundred yes, percent. Yeah, yes. that's 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 what it is. That's what it is. You can always just add a warning about flashing lights or gore things that so it doesn't throw off people at the beginning. Sure, yeah, but then market it as like a, um, yeah, thriller adventure something like that yeah because sure there are some scary elements of course but i mean you know there's also scary elements of dr strange and the multiverse of madness a marvel film you know like i mean like but it's a superhero movie you wouldn't say that it's a horror film you know it's i don't know it's um it's interesting uh exactly yeah so i uh i do i do think though that like marketing i don't know it's like you got to find the right people too with marketing and it's 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 all it's all a joke but it sucks that everything's so fucking expensive and it requires money so that's that's the fucking problem with all of this shit yeah it's not accessible it's hard it's hard and uh, also now it doesn't help when there's like 19 different streaming apps so like (laughs) your 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 choices are so varied far a few between and also you have to pay all these fucking apps every month no they're only going to pay for like maybe the top contenders netflix hulu yeah. amazon maybe disney maybe yeah i only you know? have subscription wise i only have netflix because i've had it forever yeah. I, I have them all i i have them all um i have them roxy all. has has them all so now i'm like having access to like a whole new world of different apps yeah wow but um yeah no that's in conclusion everyone go watch some independent films let's help make certain things become mainstream you know i think i think the first black mermaid film should become mainstream yeah and also to everybody like film is about community and it takes a village to make a film so please please share anything you watched with with people I, we do this all the time here on the podcast, podcast. we just share yeah. wherever the fuck we just watch it's like dude i just watched this crazy ass film you know i i love doing that shit it's my fucking it's my blood it's in my blood you know yeah um support indie films exactly yeah support yes. independent films so support films that um, watch it and spread the love everybody yes, also please. too if you know somebody in your life because i know you do if anybody is just like i hate movies man movies fucking stink and don't make them think fine if you ever find a film let them know spread it around get everybody to jump on this shit it doesn't need to just have to be yours it could be everyone's too you know, it could personally affect you 100%, but you got to you got to spread that wealth around. You know, that's the only it's the, the only word. way be we loud, can uh, everybody. be loud and proud. And, and it's the only way we can find amazing movies like everything everywhere all at once and so movies like that. You know, yeah, it's not yeah. just yeah. because, well, there's just a there's a commercial. And I just saw that. No, there's more to it than that. You know, yeah. People We're not Stranger Things. Ones. We don't. We don't have it in your fucking face every five <laughs> goddamn fucking sec. I'm getting sick of the. I haven't even seen the new Stranger Things, but I'm I'm over it. I'm sick of it. I'm <laughs> so sick of it. I'm about to cancel my fucking Netflix just because of all the advertising just shoved in my throat. <laughs> every time I open Instagram or even TikTok, it's just like the first thing Stranger Things for now. Now streaming. It's just like fuck's sake man yeah but you know that's happening 
I know, but how dope, how dope would it be if something like, I don't know, Criterion is going to be like, hey, here's a fucking, I don't know, a 70s film about mobsters or some shit. I don't know. know. But it's expensive and people are going to be like, then you're going to have people be like, why the fuck is this in my... And these studios have to like hijack every piece of social media and probably billboards too in LA. I can only imagine, you know, like it's... Y'all are fucking bugging. What are the you doing? Billboards in LA are off the chain when it comes to films. I hope one day I'll get yeah, I'll have billboards too. It'll be really cool. I I well, I technically did have one. Get had two in Shreveport, which was pretty cool. But it was two. really oh, that's awesome. Yeah, but it was advertising um our event, the uh, mm. the mermaid ball that we had. Yeah, so mermaid masquerade. Yes. Um. So. But the Arctic Tale says, like, it's good, but at this point, you don't need it. Yeah, it's overkill. 100%. 100%. Yeah. It's all, it's a lot. Mo- all of it is is overkill. If I if I get an advertisement one more time for the bullies <laughs> or for fucking Stranger Things, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> Speaking of which, have you ever have you watched any films before we wrap this shit up? Um, Only, the, uh, I mean, so far, dealing with dad. Um, I'm trying to think what. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The festival films. Yeah, yeah, well, festival films right now, but I'm trying to think what if I've had. I, I've um, I've watched the TV series. Um, Our flag means death, and I finally finished. <gasps> it. it was fun. Isn't it amazing, dude? Super fun. Super fun. Oh, it's, it's so funny. good. It's awesome. Um, tell me about something that people don't talk about every five seconds, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's marketing. You got it. Have you seen the new Stranger Things? Stop <laughs> it. Um, let's see here. What what else? Festival uh, films. Um, yeah, just plus I I haven't been to a theater yet to see another film besides uh Tom Cruise Maverick. Yeah. Yeah, same same here. That was the last movie I've seen. It was quite good. I I and actually what was funny was yesterday I went in because the theater is still open to other stuff and I went to a line thinking it was part of the Asian film festival and then it's and Tom Cruise is on being like thank you for watching. I was like whoops wrong theater. (laughs) I have already seen this movie. Yeah. (laughs) Um already seen Maverick. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. That's, I haven't seen anything else. I know Thor came out, but I who cares? It's another seen, superhero movie. I haven't seen any of that. Um, I did watch like old films. Like I watched. Um, oh, you know what? I did rewatch. Have you ever what? seen the movie No Country for Old Men? Great film. Yeah. So the last time I watched it was in a movie theater, and I was okay. like fourteen or like like thirteen or f- no fifteen, really? I think. Yeah, I was I was young. I was like I was in middle school, about to be high school or some shit like that. And I seen uh, No Country for Old Men with, with my dad. Yeah, and I didn't get it, and the ending bothered me for some yeah. reason. Like the I, ending I, just straight I, up yeah, bothered me. I, I can but. See that. But I have seen it again, literally just like a few days ago. And holy shit, it's a fucking amazing film. It is truly a masterful film because like it takes like the old, like every single like storytelling trope and just either amplifies it or throws it completely out the window by I the end of the film. I watched that again. Um, I, when I watched it, 
I knew that it was a great film. Very good. But, but it made me feel terrible about human beings. Yes. Yes. So well, I, and I death to, too. Yes, it sucks. Yeah. I, I tend to not like rewatching things that make me feel horrible about human beings. Like I can't watch. Yeah, it's hard. Um, Requiem for a Dream again. That's I and can't it, either. A freaking yeah. masterpiece, an amazing film, but I it made me just feel awful about about the world and people. So, but um. No, it's, yeah. When I watched it, it was there's the cinematography. The story is quite great for No Country for All Men. So story is fantastic. I, I, it's ten out of ten, but it's uh yeah. very sad. Yeah, <laughs> very so sad. Uh, I love the T-shirt. Thank you very much, Virgil. And then, yes. um, yes. So yeah, guys, uh, we're probably gonna take it for a landing for a little bit because I gotta go to a film festival. Oh, you gotta it. go now. Okay, oh, let's go. Interview. Yeah, I got. I gotta go too. Um, watch some films because all right yeah, support independent films yeah we got to support independent films ladies i'm gonna go and gentlemen. watch like a mockumentary or maybe it's an actual documentary but um, oh, yeah? i was a filmmaker yesterday but it's called cat daddies but it's about people who like cats so i'm like Holy i shit, love it excited. i love it yeah <laughs> all right well i guess that is about it ladies and gentlemen uh this is the get Reels podcast so you know to pick up your book <laughs> please and thank you what are we doing here without it um and if you're get in Reels dallas is- if you're in dallas yes i'll see you yes yay mermaid Maley is coming to watch the red carpet are the teachers sale yes they are they are on sale go on earsleyfilm.com and you can buy one so let me, I'm going to text it to you or message it on here. Wait a sec. Erzalifilm.com. Sorry, so slow. Um, and then, then you can get one. Yes, you can totally get one. And the good thing is like, if you do it online, you can actually get all the other sizes. Like I was at the end only had like stupid sizes, like small and stuff left. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, go, go online and and grab yourself you can get on if you if you like the ursley shirt or there's like get realism shirts yeah so get realisms.com ladies and gentlemen or ursleyfilm.com for all and the link to uh ursleyfilm on vod is also on ursleyfilm.com yes. yes so the link is there and uh rent it spread the love spread the word Spread tell, the word. Tell yes. your mamas, tell your papas, tell your friends. Yes. Um, tell the people in Dallas, if you know any Dallas people, 10 p.m. tonight at the Angelica Film. Yes. Center. Yes. Spread Please the word. Come watch. And uh, I'll be there. I'm in Dallas, actually. So will Leela, Leila, Anastasia Scott. She will also be there. And uh, we will tell you all the inside secrets of the film. Yes. yes. All right. Well, that is, I guess, it, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully, we'll be here next week. Uh, we don't know. We're not sure. We're filmmakers, and it is what it is. Free podcast, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much. We love you, Facebook. We love you, Instagram. But we got to go now. Bye bye. Yes. Ta ta.